Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and I am so excited about today's show. First of all, I need to ask you this. Have you ever heard the phrase, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid? If you haven't, our guest has heard it time and time again by his father, actually. And it's been a big message in his life. And he is just an extraordinary human being. He's an extraordinary um, man. And he has just a passion about um, really understanding and, and owning consistency and understanding how to optimize consistency for maximum recovery. And he has just been a performance coach for years and years. He was a performance coach for three different NHL teams and five-year NCAA performance coach he was. Um, He's got uh, undergrad in exercise science and nutrition, an MS in human biology and performance science. He's a postgraduate in functional medicine and HRV recovery studies. If you don't know what HRV is, you're going to learn. And he has eight published articles in medical journals, and he has a lot more I could tell, but I'm going to let him share about himself. But it's, it's an exciting topic because um, I think people are in the space of really trying to figure out how do I gain more energy? And I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And what do I do? What's the solution? Well, um, uh, Justin <laughs> Rothling Schaffer, chauffeur. See, I, I said, I said, I'm, am I going to butcher that? And I actually got it right when I mentioned it to him. He's like, no, you got it. Now I just butchered it. Justin Rothling Schaffer is on today. So Justin, welcome to Visibly Fit. How are you? I'm outstanding, Wendy. How are you? Oh, good. See, I had it the first time when we were on a call and you're like, yep, that's easy. And then I just botched it. So anyway, oh, you had it. You had it. You had it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited to have you. I've known you for several months now. Um, Todd and I both have, have spent some quality time with you and your lovely new bride, Elise. And um, we are just, um, you know, just honored to know you both because you're such special human beings, but you're so passionate about health and someone like myself, that's equally as passionate. I love that. Like I get just so energized about someone else that really wants to help the betterment of, of people's health and well-being so they can live a better quality life. And so you didn't always, um, live a very healthy lifestyle. And so I kind of want to start in the beginning about Justin, like, like, tell us a little bit about young Justin and how you have evolved to where you are today. 
Well, I, I, I thank you for that intro. And it's, it's very humbling because uh, it's super, uh, the feelings reciprocated with, with you and Todd. And it's been so great to just be in your guys' environments and um, uh, just exist uh, in each other's ecosystems. So um, I can't, uh, uh, can't say how, how awesome it's been getting to know you and, uh, and excited to, to be here on, on the platform that you, that you share with so many people. So um, with that being said, yes, when, as a youngster growing up playing hockey in Canada, obviously there's this, there's this pressure to, to play hockey. And um, at the time, I, I mean, I didn't feel like it was pressure. It was something I just loved. It was, uh, I, I knew that I wanted to be at the NHL level. I knew that I wanted to be an NHL player. That was my dream. That was my goal. You're sitting in grade three and people are like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a hockey player. That was it. That was the answer. And was blessed to have a little bit of talent and um at 13 was playing with my play with 16 year olds and um it was the first time i really didn't stand out my that comes back to that quote that you said and i got back in the car and my dad said to me so the talent will get you noticed but consistency will get you paid there's a major mind shift for me in terms of interesting i guess how do i become the most consistent version of myself that is that's that's what i'm after that's what i'm seeking um and that led me down a multitude of different roads and and how old were you at that time i was 13 you were 13 um yeah 13 and so um really kind of that whole mindset shift me now now looking back at myself i know that i have very addictive personality um very obsessive uh, over everything and so it's no surprise that 13 year old Justin started to wear heart rate monitors and sleep with different brain sensors and read medical journals and uh, (laughs) put every other uh, wearable piece of technology that was functional back in 1999 um, to, to figure out how this all worked. And so I, I was also at the time dealing with like, I grew up as a, as a fat kid, um, as the guy that, um, was, would put the effort in, but was made fun of, was teased. And so Mm -hmm. subconsciously having this, um, uh, this insecurity about me, this level of vulnerability when it came to what I looked like. And, um, as I started to engage in these habits, engage in these things from eating better, uh, sleeping better, working out the proper way, recovering the proper way, starting to look at these numbers and metrics, um, I actually transformed my body pretty quickly in the span of about eight months where to, I, I'll, I'll never forget, I showed up for um, tryouts as a 14-year-old. People were like, oh my God, Justin, I don't recognize you. Like, you look fantastic. And it was like, okay, like for the first time I'm getting like noticed and recognized and I felt great. I very quickly went the opposite direction where this, this fear of going back to what I was, this fear of being bullied. Having, right? Exactly. This, this yeah. fear of, of being called out for looking differently um, and being overweight and not having uh, this certain level of fitness about me and being able to perform at certain levels. Yeah. I, I, became anorexic and it was uh to a point where i would limit what i would eat limit what i would limit what i or my exercise time it would it became where i would like run through hallways at school i would run up and down the stairs at home i it's called you're obsessive yeah right exactly and uh and it became to this point where like my body I, i still remember 
going back to it. I, I would, I'd take cold showers before I went to bed. I would sleep without a sheet. I would, anything that would increase calorical expenditure, uh, I would do push-ups and sit-ups every time I ate. I would. You were obsessed. Uh, it, it, it was to the umpteenth like degree. And yeah. I really, like, you become embarrassed about it. A little bit because you're like I know I'm different I know this is weird nobody else is like this and so you start to take your self-conscious thing thoughts from being made fun of to self-conscious thoughts of now like I am weird like what am I doing this is so awkward to now people making fun of you because you run in the halls or because you're always in the gym or and and and, and everybody else can see it but you can't you have you have a disease there's something wrong and like how can we help but don't know how to because it's uncomfortable specifically because I was male and and you kind of get put out on an island a little bit. I'm so glad that we're talking about this, Justin, because a lot of people don't realize that men go through body dysmorphia and exercise bulimia and, and, and extra anorexia and all these different things. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty common. Um, but we just tend to think that females deal with this. And, um, and so getting to the core and the root of, of what that was all about. Um, can you talk a little bit about that discovery of, of like, oh, wow, a, a kind of a wake up call of, of why you're wired the way that you are and how you've turned it into a, a positive spin and how you're able to help others because of it. Um, let's talk about when that moment was where you, you were able to, to love yourself for who you are, but um, you were able to find a, um, a, a balance with it all. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. One is um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my my parents are just outstanding, um, and I get emotional talking about this. But uh, my my dad um, during that time, obviously, as parents, you don't know what to do. I, right, you, I know. You, you see your, I mess you see up all son, the time. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see your son, your son is suffering and kind of going through this, and you. you you coddle them, you, um, you try to give them all the resources from like the different doctors, the different um, uh, resources to, to help, the, the coaches, the mentors, and we don't want to hear any of it at the time because mm-hmm. we're right. And there's obviously a deeper seated fear existing there. They would get angry, they would threaten, but nothing, nothing works. Like they, 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 they didn't know. And so uh, they they went back to what they only knew, which was to show up out of love. And my dad, during this this season of my life, um, it, fortunately enough, he was able to to work from home. He left the office. He didn't go to the office for almost a year and a half, and it would be up with me in the morning, making me food that I liked, making my lunch wow. to go to school, to make sure that I ate, to. Um, he, he was a guy that showed up to everything, like mm. every um, practice, every game, every appointment with my mom. And like it was like just the, the amount of support and love that was there was, I think it began, to, it began to wear on me and chip away and go like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> look at the love they're pouring onto you and you're just like spitting on it. And because uh, you knew what you were doing was right. And but didn't know how to shake that fear. And um, at the same time, I uh, went to um, a hockey academy. And, and by through this entire thing, like here's what was amazing. A lot of times when people are going through this, they're they're so tired, so fatigued. They start their performance goes down. They 
uh, start skipping out on school, all these things. Well, I was a straight A student. I was playing hockey at the highest level. I was succeeding. I was excelling. Like there was nothing, there was nothing for me. No indicators that showed that. Or or even, or even that like, there was like a, you know what? I want to play hockey. Like I better change this because I'm not getting the results I want. I'm getting every result I want. I could ever want. And I'm still continuing down this road. So in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not changing anything because I must be right. Even though I'm exhausted, tired, and hate my life every single day. I showed up at this, uh, at the hockey academy and it was a coach that I had back when I was 12. Um, he showed up and he goes like, Oh my God, like, are you okay? It was his question. And I was like, yeah, I just continued walking and it stuck with me and he called my parents after and he goes like, it's just okay. And so that actually became one of my mentors. Um, his name's Carl and he became one of my mentors. And one of like, that was a big shift in me was understanding that there was a different way in which I could do things, a different way to which I could succeed. Um, and he actually now, quite frankly, he, he, we hired him, he works for own it. Um, and it's, it's kind of ironic how it comes full circle, but, um, it's, it's amazing like that moment of like, okay, I need to now shift and change, but using that obsession for health, that obsession for understanding the body in a healthy way, rather than for the state of perfection. And it ultimately drove my educational career, my professional career, and, uh, and ultimately to, to where I am today. Yeah. You know, I love that. And the beautiful thing is that nothing is wasted, Justin. I mean, even though it was a painful time, it's not wasted because you can, you have empathy for those that are in that similar situation, whether they're top athletes or people that are just trying to get their health back, right. Or, or get their health period. Like maybe they've never had an experience, good health. So you can, um, uh, you can connect with them on that level, but you, you, all those years of putting data into place and, and all that, um, obsessive time with that, um, is for our benefit. So we appreciate <laughs> all that you went through. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts, because you are um, definitely changing lives through own it and with the whoop band and your partnership there. And people are starting to understand that. Wow. Okay. And especially, um, and, I, and I'll speak for myself here too, as, as I've been doing this uh, with you guys, um, you know, I'm noticing, whoa, I I'm, I'm a high achiever as well. And I need to like stop and, you know, just, take a bath or read a book or, you know, be a little more, um, you know, get the parasympathetic system a little, you know, downgraded a little bit. Cause I'm always jacked up. Yeah. Give a little TLC and give myself permission, right. To do a little bit more of it. So you've helped me out a lot with that already, but I want to talk, um, and thank you for sharing, um, a little bit about your story because I think you know, people don't realize because you're an athlete and you look good. And when people see that you've gone from this particular um, uh, body type and you've transformed to this, they think, oh, look, he's doing good. Right. And he, like, like you said, you had everything checked and T's crossed, I's dotted, but you were still in pain on the inside. So um, anyway, you're speaking to somebody today and um, you're going to let them know that there's hope. Right. And that that's what this is all about, that there's hope. But I want to talk a little bit about the obsessive um, data that you collected, because this has been really for good. And you have really discovered so much about heart rate variability. And a lot of people are not familiar with HRV and why it even matters. Do we want to just kind of tap into that for just a moment? Uh, as I went through this experience, obviously, we, we've all 
at this point, I'm 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. I don't know what any of this is in terms of um, heart rate variability. But thinking back to it, I, I, I knew exactly what I was looking at, right? We weren't studying heart rate variability in 1999. Knowing that when I would wake up in the morning, I would be exhausted. Um, I'd have to peel me off the, peel me out of the bed. And then um, I'd feel uh, certain levels of anxiety or certain heat rushes as I was working throughout the day. And, and ultimately what we start to learn is that your parasympathetic being that really rest and digest um, nervous system, like the, the relaxed state was being overcompensated by your sympathetic state, which is that chronic stress overload state um, uh, where uh, things like epinephrine or epinephrine adrenaline are really uh, cortisol are at their peaks. And when we run into this imbalance, I guess you say, between sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, it starts to change our body hormonally. And when it changes our body hormonally, certain systems in the body don't work. Uh, circadian rhythms, circadian rhythms are off, uh, hormone production are off, growth hormone are off. Like, and, and we start, we, we start to become very catabolic. We start to break down from the inside out. And that's where chronic disease happens. That's where uh, sleep apnea and uh, sleep disorders come from and, uh, and, and mental disorders, mental health issues. That's where everything stems from. And so even as I went through my, my educational career and started to be able to put all these pieces together, I, I, from everything I was learning, I was like, this is, there's more to this. It's not as, it's not X's and O's. It's all different. And so like what I call myself today is really, um, I'm technique certain, but tactic agnostic. And what this means is it's like, um, I only use techniques that are proven and rooted in science, but I take the approach that it's based on the unique needs of the individual and the organizations that we work with, because we know that each one of us are different and that we need different information in order to help drive certain changes. Right. Based on your environment or what you do for a living or whatever. Yeah. The stresses you're under. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward to 2008, 2009, when I first started looking at heart rate variability, as a scientific definition, it's the time gaps or the time variance between heartbeats. And we would think if your heart beats at 60 beats per, uh, per minute, it's beating at one beat per second, but it's actually not true. And there's a variation in time between those beats. And the higher the variability, the more relaxed we are, the more parasympathetic we are. Thus, the more rigid, so maybe 500 milliseconds, 500 milliseconds, 500 milliseconds, so no variability, the more stressed we are, the more stressed state we are. And thus, we now for the first time have a metric, heart rate variability, telling us how our body is adapting to the stress and strain in which we're placing on it. And the crazy part is, is that our body doesn't know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. Right. And when we now start to lean into that, and I look back at my 13, 14, 15-year-old self, and it's like, you were training your face off. You weren't eating. You weren't sleeping well. You were stressed out at school. You had all this going on at home. It's no wonder you were stressed in every single one of these categories because you had no clue who you were or what you were doing. And this is ultimately where I found you. And we find ourselves in this space in uh, on, an, on a regular, everyday basis because we don't have a system. We don't have a process. We can't, don't have anything to go off of and understand how we're doing internally and inside. And the moment that we can understand how our body is adapting to stress and strain and then giving us power, empowering us to understand what lever system to pull on, 
to make sure that we are recovering properly. I mean, that's, that's a, that's an amazing tool an amazing gift that um, really puts us in a very exciting and powerful position as human beings to know what I can do to create a change in my um, personal environment that is going to allow me to show up with greater capacity, recover better, be more powerful. Um, and when we do that, we can truly engage and, and provide the value and the service that, that we want to. I love that too, Justin, because, um, man, just understanding the science behind it and being able to pinpoint for you as an individual, what works, what doesn't, and to make it your own. And you always talk about own your different, uh, with own it because everyone does have a different, but, um, I think it is empowering, especially as so many stresses are kind of put on us today, uh, to understand how do we deflect those stresses. So, uh, you know, you have the power, turn off the television, turn off social media, whatever it is. Um, and it's, so it's just like hoping, you know, creating awareness around that. But I think the more that we are educated too, um, the more that um, those with, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old children, or, or even younger, uh, as, as adults, we're going to be able to help them grow up and understand their body and their needs better too. Right. And I think that that's really a big um, need right now, especially with the mental health issues going on. It's an amazing point because there's so often when we just don't know what to do and we don't know what conversations to have. It's so easy as an outsider looking in to say, Hey, you need to change this or Hey, you need to do this. But we all know that it it creates by, it, it takes buy-in and what does buy-in buy -in make? It, it means that we have to own that. We have to say, you know what? Yeah, I do understand that. I do really believe that what data does or what yeah, quantifiable data for that matter is it brings data drives conversation yeah. and conversation can drive decisions and decisions can lead to action. And if we don't have those, then it's just like throwing darts in the dark. And it's a he said, she said uh, type of battle. Between, it could be between um, an athlete and a coach. It could be between a, a husband and a wife. It could be between uh, Or just in your daughter. own head, one one conversation to the other. Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 but, it, but all of a sudden, when you have something to go off of, something to help you grab something that is so vast and, and our bodies are amazing things. Like they are, they are resilient. Like I go back to this, like you're talking about a guy who, and I mean, I didn't even give these facts, but I went from 168 pounds to 98 uh, oh from, from 14 to 15. And I was, I was under a hundred pounds. I was the size of my wife. Wow. Right. <laughs> uh, She's a tiny and, little thing. And, um, and at this point, like I'm playing AAA hockey with 16, 17, 18 year olds who are grown men at some point, uh, weighing in at uh, 200 pounds at six foot three. And I'm a five foot eight, 98 pound boy. I, I got to a point where my liver was shutting down and my kidneys weren't producing things right. And so literally shutting down from the inside out, my hands were orange because I would eat so many carrots and like all of these types of things that, that stand out your body's going like, this isn't right. But yet I'm able to write the ship, literally killing myself, but yeah. write the ship healthy, fully functioning, optimized, really, if you will. Um, today, just our body's ability to do that is incredible. But what it, cre what it takes is knowing what action steps to take. I think that's what I continually come back to is like, as humans, we adapt and transform to the degree that we're healthy. 
And we will only ever be able to perform to the level that, that we're constrained. And what I mean by that is that if longevity or uh, performance is, is ultimately our goal, which I think for most people it would be, health has to be the foundation. Absolutely. And it's not, and it's not just any type of health, it's personalized health. What does it mean for me? Right. Because I maybe shouldn't be supplementing this, or maybe I shouldn't be doing this form of exercise, or maybe I shouldn't be exposed to this, this type of uh, stressor today. And that's why I say where I'm like uh, um, technique uh, certain, but tactic agnostic. It's like, I love every tactic out there. I love intermittent fasting. I love sauna. I love heat therapy. I love cold therapy. I love it. Um, every diet is But that can be a full-time job itself. I mean, you have to <laughs> do what works for you, right? But at the same time, but I, when I'm saying I love all those things, yeah. I don't love all of them all the time right. for everybody. Mm. There's mm -hmm. a time and a place in which certain things are going to be help you. And there's certain things where they're going to not help you. And they're going to actually pull you further away from where you're trying to go. Yeah. And if we have a metric or a guidance factor or an understanding of where, of when we need to apply it, that's when everything changes. And, and it, it, it's so, so empowering to not, not, to not just have now being told what to think, but being taught how to think. And it's an amazing, amazing process that, uh, that is really empowering. No, that's so good. And whether you're um, an athlete that's trying to get um, a handle on on your health and, and make sure it's balanced, or someone who hasn't really, you know, fully dove into their health yet, it all takes that that what you just said. It's it's the name of your company. You have to own it. You have yeah. to step up and say, okay, wait a minute, something is off here. Whether I'm obsessed or I'm not doing anything, I have to figure out why. And and is it you know, is it important to me to live a healthy lifestyle? So that's a choice, right? So um, what would you say to somebody who is not an athlete and they maybe they're, they've been overweight all their life, just like when you were a young, young, younger Justin, and they just don't know what it even feels like to be healthy. What would you say to them, to them as their first thing that they should do? Yeah, I, I love that question. And just started with a company. Uh, they're about, got about 500,000 employees. And um, when we were going through this negotiation, they, they asked us another question. They said, well, what do you do with the people that like, just this health thing isn't for them? And I said, well, I asked the question back. I said, well, why would the health thing not be for them? And in our society, we have made health fitness. Fitness is not health. It's one component. It is one pillar of what we talk about. It's nutrition, it's hydration, it's sleep, it's mindset, it's environment, it's self-care, it's immune function. And lastly, or movement or exercise or whatever you want to call it. When I said that, it, you could literally see a light bulb go off in their, fit, in, their, in their mind and be like, oh my God, I've never thought of that. That true wealth, let's think about it this way. I was on a podcast with somebody just earlier today. Think about wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, as wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. That is what true wealth is, is wellness. Yep, it and is. And what does wellness look like integrated into your life? And it doesn't mean fitness. It's the whole person. It's holistic. It is. It's 100% holistic. And so the moment that you can change the mindset of somebody of, oh, I, I know I need to get to the gym. And no, don't, if that's not where you're at and that's where it needs to 
then right. don't enter there. Let's start with getting uh, a full night's rest. <laughs> Allow it to meet you where you are. Right. And that's where we come back to these habits and these abilities and these controllables of which you want to lean into. Is it that you live in a chaotic environment, a, a small apartment or a massive house that has clothes everywhere, it's dirty, it's not organized, uh, your schedule's all over the place. So going to the gym just seems like a crazy thing. Going to the gym is not going to change any of anything else that's going on, which is creating a very sympathetic state in your body and you're in chronic sympathetic overload, yes. which is not going to, you're not going to get the results that you want anyways from going to the gym. So let's back up. And all of a sudden when people go, oh, I can actually enter into this wellness space without feeling overwhelmed and like I have to change everything at once. And I can yeah, just-, just start with cleaning, cleaning a junk drawer. <laughs> Completely. As an example. It start- it could start there, or it right. could start with um, it, it could start with waking up five minutes of meditation, or it could go and have the uh, three times a day you go for uh, a five minute walk outside. It could be that you go and you walk around uh, barefoot in your backyard first thing in the morning and last thing at night. It could go from starting and having a consistent sleep time and a consistent wake time. It could be any of these things that we're talking about that is your starting point, something that you own, something that you take responsibility for, something that you step into that ultimately leads down this road of everything else. Because you you exactly said it, Wendy, is you don't know what you don't know. And so if you're not, if you've never felt this way or you've never had anything different, you're just operating. You're just, I guess this is how I'm supposed to feel. Right, and you don't right. know the difference. You have nothing to compare it to. Right. And so the moment that you make a change and whatever that entry point is into this wellness space can be completely transcended across these eight controllables, all of which are have an impact on heart rate variability, which is why when you have this measuring stick, even though subjectively you may not be able to feel a difference yet, quantifiably you have a a confirmation that what you're doing is right. What you're doing is enhancing your, your, your lifestyle is enhancing you. And, and that's why I just love this metric so much in this, this framework that allows it to be agnostic for anybody and meet every single person where they are. And, and optimizing uh, that consistency. But here, here's, here's a quick question, Justin, because I, I I'm going to stereotype a little bit, but I think the world that we live in is a, uh, world that's kind of like, just hand me the the top five things I need to do. Give me the checklist and I'll do it. You know what I mean? So wh- yeah. what do you say to that person that's like, no, I just want a, a blueprint. Just give it to me. And they are overwhelmed with all the choices and the figure, figure outables. <laughs> um, what do you say to that person that might even become overwhelmed in, in that thought? Yeah. So there, there's a couple of things that come to mind right away. One is if you're that person who is asking for that even and kind of like the world the world never wants to change right like right. the world's gonna fight it's gonna scrape it's gonna claw it's gonna even say, while the, be. even in pain <laughs> exactly right? i, I yeah. just want to stay right here a, a simple question to ask is like what got you here won't get you out of here right and so we have to adjust we have to we we, we have to adapt and thus if you've always been asking what are the top five things I can do? Or what are the top three things you can do? Maybe you should ask, be asking a different question. That's good, Justin. And yes. so coming back to this of like, what question can you ask? Yeah. Or where should I start? Or what does this mean for me? And we, we always go back yeah. to like um, everyone's favorite 
radio station, WIIFM, uh, what's it. in yeah. it for me. And so mm-hmm. let's, let's, for the first time, maybe in anybody's life, let's not use that as a selfish stereotype, but actually ask, no, what's in it for you? What's in it for me? By me doing this, what is it going to do for me? Because, and I'll dive into one of the pillars here for a second, but the self-care for the longest time has been considered selfish. It's been right. considered something that Selfless. is, I think, quite frankly, from, if you look at what self-care is, it's actually one of the most selfish things you can do is to not engage not it. Because all of a sudden, if I'm sitting here and giving puzzle pieces of myself away to people, and you always say, oh, I have no time left or no energy left for me. Well, guess what? In five years, you're going to be giving yourself 60% of what you truly could be doing. God's given us a gift to be absolutely world-class at something. Every single one of us. Preach it, Justin. Every, <laughs> every, every single one of us has been given a gift to be absolutely world-class at something. Yeah. And if we don't have that passion yet, it's just because we haven't found it. And so to continue to go down that rat, that, that path, to continue to go search for that thing that we're world-class in, what we're meant to do, it requires capacity. And the only way we gain capacity is by having, by quite frankly, putting us first. Elise and I sit in all the time and we have this hierarchy of how we make decisions. God first, ourselves second, each other third, our business fourth. People would go, well, that's interesting. Like, why do you put yourself before your spouse? Because I can't look after her the way that I need to if I am at 50% of who I need to be. I can't look after my family, my business, if I am not optimized the way I need to be. And so whenever we're building out our schedules, that's how it goes. Yeah. And so let me me put a little pin in that real quick, if that's okay, Justin, because um, even while you're taking care of yourself, which I'm totally, yes, on board with that, um, there can be a um, selfish way in which you handle that. So there is a way to take care of yourself that is, um, looking out with, you know, with your spouse on schedule and you're not, you know what I mean? There's, um, well, there's a communication, factor communication. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. 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 There's a communication factor that comes in without a doubt. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's going so far down the rabbit hole, but it's like, just even, let's just talk about, do we even, make time for that. Like you, you ask, you ask anybody, what do you do for you? They'll be like, well, I, I work out. Okay. That's not what I'm asking. The definition of self-care by definition is something you do for only you. It's not taking your kids to soccer. It's not um, going on date night with your significant other. It's not um, uh, pulling the kids on the tubes on the boat. It's what do you do for only you? And it's oftentimes things that people say, I don't have time for, I can't do it because it's selfish, whatever the stereotype is. But the moment that you actually lean into that, the the more you have to give. I'll I'll give one story. And I always get goosebumps when I tell this story. I love it. (laughs) So I was working with this. um, He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's written four. Um, he's coming out with a fifth. I'm still, I'm still getting working towards my first. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. But, it's coming. <laughs> oh gosh. But, uh, he, he, we're working together and he's like, he's just frustrated. Like he's, he's got a deadline coming up. It's in about eight weeks. He's like, Justin, I just can't write. And I was like, I was like, like writer's block just stuff. kind of, but even, even beyond that, like he's not passionate about it anymore. Mm. It's like a job. It's like, uh, his 
he's 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 forcing it so hard that like he's not present at home. None of these things, and he sees this whole health and wellness thing just kind of completely spiraling out of. Control. And I said to him, I came back and I said, "What's the difference between now and when you wrote your first four? He goes, "He goes, I don't know. I'm ten years older." And um, I was like, no, like, let's get deeper into this. Like, what was happening in this area? He goes, I don't know. It just seemed to flow. Like, everything flowed. Like, life was working, all of these things. And I said, what do you do for just yourself? He goes, uh, I sit at the fire with my kids. I was like, no, what do you do with just yourself? Like, for just yourself? Mm-hmm. And he goes back and forth. He's like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, if I were to say name you can go do whatever you want to say what would that be he's like i'd go water ski like i love water ski i said awesome when's the last time you water ski it was a year and a half ago two years ago i was like you live on a lake with a boat <laughs> go ski it's like i was like i was like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna find two days a week where you can get 60 minutes of water skiing in for the next four weeks he's like trust me i just can't do that i was like I, I don't care if you can do this or not. You're going to do this or I'm going to give you my money back and you're going to go somewhere else. He goes, he goes, okay, fine. So we built it into a schedule. First day he goes, I get a text. He's out on the boat, he's water skiing, sends me a picture. Two days later, I get another one. Um, video of him water skiing, really cool. The following week, and I get goosebumps. Following week, he calls me in tears. I'm tearing up. Oh. Calls me and he goes, Justin, I wrote my book. I was like, what do you mean? Like finish it? Yeah, he was done. He goes, Justin, <laughs> I wrote my book. He goes, after that first um, water ski, he goes, I sat down that night in bed and something just clicked. And then when I went out for the second water ski, I literally manifested it, had everything like just start going. And I literally wrote it while I was water skiing. In my mind, I saw the chapters. I know what they needed to be. I know what we needed to go in them. And he said between that uh between thursday and tuesday when i went again the book's done and i wrote the final chapter while i was skiing today and like it's it's incredible it's it's this neurological pathway that just gets opened up when you're completely able to now get into a flow state but also you're you're changing neurologically and chemically within your body the stress load that you're under and taking you into a parasympathetic state not trying to force it which allows you to receive the download god has for you Right? Which allows you to receive every download necessary and also yeah. be able to get into a place where you have a larger capacity to do more. Yeah. We all, whenever people say like, what, what's, uh, what's success to you? To ask yeah. anybody. And it's being able to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. It's that level of freedom. Once you've obtained certain levels of freedom, once you've obtained certain understanding, it's okay, now I want more of this. I want more, I want more, I want more. And if we, if the goal is to do more, be more, impact more, what's required? A bigger bag. Healthier. <laughs> a bigger bag. And the only way we get a bigger bag is to increase our own capacity. Right, right. And that's what it's all about, is making sure that we have the capacity to handle what we're leaning into, what we're striving for, what we're going for, in a very personalized and intentional way. That's so good. Um, especially, you know, we have to be intentional. And I think that that's the big a uh, key word there is intentionality, because um, if you're not intentional, it doesn't get happen. You know, it doesn't happen. If you don't put yourself on the calendar, then you, you just it, the, the day is going to own you, right? 
So I, I, I actually tweeted about this this morning. I'm gonna oh, read my tweet. Seriously, I didn't even go on yes. Twitter. Okay, let's go. It let's says, go. <laughs> it literally goes how to form a new habit. First an intention, then an action. Then that awkward routine phase becomes rhythmic. Then the habit begins to form. It becomes an instinct and finally becomes who you are. But don't forget that it all started with an intention. And so often we're just like, I want to stay in a new habit. Okay, great. Yeah. What's the intentionality behind it? And if we don't have an intention, if it's not truly rooted in that space, it's oh, gonna yeah. it's gonna be for naught every time. Yeah. I have my um, clients state their intentions every week. And it's so important because the ones that state it uh, come Friday, they're usually the ones that hit that goal. You know what I mean? Because if you yeah. don't, if you just, if it's all pie in the sky, fluffy stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I'm like, give me specifics. Like, you know, they'll, they'll say one thing, but I'm like, okay, give me a time, a day, you know, the more specific you are too, with that intention um, is a big deal. So um, Justin, you're just amazing. I could talk to you for hours and I, and I have over the course of months, but um, for the, for the sake of this podcast, I don't, uh, I may just have to have you on again. And I know we're going to have you and Elise on uh, your biggest breakthrough soon. So I'm excited about that. But what is one word? I know probably um, everyone kind of does these on podcasts, but it's always good. Like what's one word that would sum up or, or phrase that would sum up the entirety of who Justin is different. That's for sure. And it's good different. Yeah, different isn't bad. It, it's a it's a word that forever I was and I I was afraid of it for so long. Mm. Being different, I just wanted to be blended. I just wanted to be seen. It felt like I was left out or bullied or segregated because I was different. Did did you feel rejected? Yeah, and rejected yeah. is a good word too. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to fit in with the group and belong. Forever, it just felt like there was this, and and and, and different was a word I was scared of and. So the reason that I say that is because, and, and the reason it means something is that difference is actually what creates success. That's what creates this, this level of true self-realization because every one of us is different. And when we can lean into that, we can live differently. And when we live differently, we get different results. For me, this is just my personal watches. I wasn't, I wasn't born to be average. Um, That's right. And uh, it, it requires me doing things differently than anybody else because it's going to get me to find different results and exactly where I was meant to be. Uh, so good. Different. Yes. I think after everything you've said today, I'm like, I love that. That's so good. Yes. Right on. But yes, we are all different, Justin, and different is good. I mean, if you look at your finger, we all have different fingerprints, right? God has designed us all different and different is good and different all coming together is beautiful. So um, I, I love who you and Elise are and God bless you um, on what you're doing with Own It. And if people want to know more about Own It, where can they go to find more about Justin and, and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so they can go to ownitcoaching.com. Uh, everything exists there. Um, and then very active on uh, both Twitter and uh, Instagram at Justin Roth. Just, just Roth, not the Rothling no, chauffeur. <laughs> no, we just, we just left it. <laughs> Thank it you. Thank for you for that. <laughs> Justin Roth, R-O-E-T-H. Oh, and you will be inspired because uh, you'll see his feats of strength and his um, uh, just all the wonderful things that you do athletically. And it's, it's very fun to watch. Um, just you own it. Just you own your, your different and, and just own that you are um, wired for more. So thank you for being an inspiration and an encouragement for all of us. So thanks for being on Visibly Fit.
Thank you so much, Wendy. All right. God bless. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed that interview with Justin. So much fun. Seriously. I could have just sat and talked for hours and hours, but man, it just goes to show you, you never know what someone's been through, right? All that he went through as a child. And um, I'm so grateful that he got his health in check because he might not be here today to talk about it, but also um, the fact that he was just obsessive and compulsive about learning about data and he just geeked out about it. Well, it not only helped him understand his health and get his health in a healthy place, but also he's able to help so many people because of him understanding the science behind it all. So if you are interested to learn more, go to ownitcoaching.com and uh, find out if that's good fit for you. And those of you that are interested in the Visibly Fit seven-week program, I want to invite you to go to getvisiblyfit.com today. If you are even on the fence, if you're just a little bit curious I invite you to go there today, getvisiblyfit.com. Seriously, I just had a client that um, she's been on my on my um, my list since 2013. I kid you not. And she just recently signed up for the seven-week program. And after just three weeks, she's released a lot of weight. I'm serious. I'm not going to tell you how many, but a lot of, of pounds, LBs already in just three weeks. And she's off medication. So she's like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. So if you are, are questioning or just want to have a dialogue with me, I'm cool with that too. Reach out. But now is your time. This is your, this is your year to get healthy. So um, find your coach, find your space, whatever works for you. But it's time for you to step up and take your health seriously. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to Visibly Fit. We'll catch you next next time. Be blessed. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day. <laughs>